intersection of good drinks, good music, and good times. This is Hops and Spirits Bar Conversations. Well, just from the conversation before I hit the recording button, I think we're going to have some fun tonight. Uh, but before we get into all that, don't forget to follow us on social media at Hop Spirits, all one word. And also uh, join our Facebook group, Bourbon and Country Music, where you get a little extra insight as well. We got two guys that I think you're going to have a blast with. We got Leo Brooks, Andrew Millsap, better known as Neon Union. Welcome in, guys. Thanks for having us. Cheers. Cheers. Are you having all some bourbon there? Well, that's, what, that's always my first question is, you know, this is Bar Conversations. I've got some bourbon. As I was telling Leo beforehand, I always try to um, come up with something that, you know, is akin to you all. Um, I don't know how well I hit it, but I got some uh, bourbon that was finished in maple style uh, beer barrels. So, okay. uh, you know, from Town Branch. So it's a, a little little mix. What are you guys drinking on tonight? I'm drinking on some... Uh, Casamigos, Blanco, and Agua. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little, little Tito's and soda water, man. I like it. Now, we're watching, now we're Lee, watching our figure, so we're mixing everything with water. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Leo said. He said he's yeah. behaving himself. So. Yeah. So maybe a few less beers and a little more of the of the clear liquors, right? Exactly. That's right. That's right. I gotta limit myself uh, tonight too, because I got some buddies coming into town this weekend, and I know I'm gonna be hitting it hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll stick to just the conversation then, maybe. But uh, but Leo, you mentioned you you drinking tequila. You got the blanco. Do you ever dabble in the resposados and añejos or anything else? Oh yeah. I like the Anielo and the Reposados too. There's one that um, good friend of ours, John Marks, he gave us a bottle. What was the name of that bottle, man? It was really good. Oh man! The one, I don't me. think you opened yours yet. No, I haven't. But he gave us, he gave us, he, he gave an entire box. I can't yeah. remember which one he gave me, but I like to collect bottles, man. I, <laughs> I like saving. I'm that guy that never opens bottles. I just have like a bunch of unopened stuff that I just keep for a one day scenario. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, that one-day scenario is now, right? It's, I mean, it's when, tomorrow. When better. <laughs> <laughs> when your boys come in. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing is, I usually, like, especially on show days, when it comes to drinking, we always have Tito's and Casamigos uh, in our green room. That's on our rider. And we, we like to joke, well, it's not really a joke, but, like, tequila gets me a little wild and vodka gets Leo a little wild. But, like, if I drink, if I drink vodka, I'm chill. And if Leo drinks tequila, he's chill. So we just say, you know, we got our respective drinks, and then if we ever want to have a wild night, we just switch. Yeah, we switch. Them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm guessing you, you that's all from experience. You've learned along the way when to do that and when not. Exactly. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I, I enjoyed the video you guys posted a couple of days ago on uh, social media, you know, where science is a little crazy when you slow down that beer can opening. Uh, how many PBRs did that take? <laughs> um, dude believe it or not I, I remembered like when we did that we only had one beer so like don't mess this up <laughs> like, <laughs> like we only had one beer at that content day. i think i dug that out of the bottom of my fridge it was probably it was probably left because it was a pbr no offense, not that i don't like pbr but that's probably gonna be one of the last choices in the in the drawer you know <laughs> Well, well, so are, are, is one of the next ones going to be, you know, turning the bottle pop into it? You know, a little 
Oh, that oh, wasn't as good. I did a much better one. <laughs> we should do that. Yeah, you did a better one earlier. I did. It was yeah, perfect, yeah. and I, I've yeah. ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and clearly, oh, y'all like to have have fun. I mean, how much fun do you have when you're making your videos for social media and and hanging out? Oh man, we're always cutting up. We've actually, uh, funny enough, we've had to tell the label here recently. We're like, hey. Uh, Y'all should probably reel us in a little bit. We might need to be a little more serious because we're always goofing off. Yeah, we goof off uh, way too much. <laughs> way too much. You know, we're really serious, like, most of the time on stage and playing music and stuff. But when it comes to social media, we just see it as, like, a platform to be comedians for some reason. So <laughs> <laughs> we're, all, we're, good, we're having too much fun, man. Yeah. <laughs> is, there, is there any videos that were your favorite that you guys did? Oh, man. Honestly... Some of my favorite actually are on YouTube where we did uh, oh, yeah. Double Wide yeah. Castle stuff. Uh, Cooper uh, Smith, he helped us out with that. He, I mean, it, it came out so well, man, just kind of like seeing some in-the-studio interviews and us singing mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Those are some of our favorites. But yeah. then you got the TikTok where we're always just goofing off. We, we do the HickTok videos <laughs> where we're always like coming up with some like stupid redneck idea. Uh, one of my favorites was putting like, I basically put like a coffee liqueur in my, uh, in the water thing of my Keurig and just let it blast through some coffee. <laughs> just random stuff. I mean, that sounds like a pretty good idea to me. Not a terrible idea, but it didn't work great. Ah. <laughs> did, 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 did the... <laughs> what was mine? The beer, the beer holster. Oh yeah. Yeah. Out of you, belt. Uh, you... Cut the holes in the koozie and then like yeah. ran the belt through it. So yeah. <laughs> See another idea that's pretty solid in my mind. Yep. You guys are geniuses. Hey. Which we're trying. Yeah. We're, we're far from that, but exactly. We're at the top of the totem pole when it comes to redneck ingenuity. Well, and that leads me to my next question. You know, um, are you all the ones that are coming up with the redneck rich lines, or you got writers or people submitting things on those on those videos? <laughs> yeah, no, we definitely are coming up with those because sometimes we're sitting there like, all right, give us a minute. We're like, <laughs> that's <laughs> right. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, give me a minute. Let me think of something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Thank God for edits. And I truly don't even. To be honest with you, I don't even remember what all we've said either. I know. <laughs> Uh, well, well, and you know, speaking of that song, where did that the inspiration behind that one come from? Oh, okay, that's got, one, of, one, of, one of Andrew's friends. Yeah, I, tell him, tell him about the story. I yeah. got, I got a good buddy of mine. Shout out to we, we call him Zachy. His name's Zach, but we call him Zachy because that's what rednecks do, right? And and <laughs> your nickname is longer than your regular name. You might be redneck rich. <laughs> uh, but no, nah, he used to man we. We'd always be having a good time, you know, out riding on side-by-sides, four-wheelers, whatever, fishing, hanging out. And he'd always say, man, I don't want to be super rich. I just want to be redneck rich just to have the stuff I need to have fun. So that's that's kind of just the inspiration behind it. I brought it in the room, and honestly, when we first started writing it, we are like, is this a stupid idea? And then it just it came out as a banger, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we heard it, we heard it the week after, and we were like, oh, this is <laughs> This is something now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, Leo, do you add your little spin spin to that as well uh, with that song? With the Redneck Rich? Yeah. Oh, man. 
I mean, pretty much, that's that's a that's a mentality, the same mentality I have. Like, just enough money to do what I want. I have my little my little property, my little land. I'm just homegrown tomatoes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, how did y'all start working together? You know, how did this, you know, bond come to be? Man, through, uh, well, Leo, you can start on your end. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's through, uh, actually, one of the guys was Pitbull. He he connected us with, one, <laughs> with a, another, like, country guy in the in the scene here in Nashville, and that guy introduced us to to Andrew. and Yeah. Me, me and Leo basically met through Pitbull, and um, at the time we were being managed by um, a guy named Aaron Benward. Um, the whole management thing didn't really work out necessarily, but me and Leo met. We were like, "Let's do this thing, man!" <laughs> and uh, kind of during the during the first little run of it together, we were in the like it was kind of man, it's so old school to think about it. We we shook hands for the first time, and then the next morning we were in the studio cutting some songs just to see how it was going to work and and those songs we ended up cutting that day after we met uh wound up getting us a record deal over at red street and then jay demarcus jumped on board so i mean we we kind of say we have this opportunity between jay demarcus and pitbull <laughs> right yeah yeah <laughs> as random as can be that's that's it that's the yeah. truth <laughs> and and i'm and it sounds like the chemistry was pretty instant Oh, absolutely, oh, yeah. man. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, we, Definitely. we like, well, the first time we even FaceTime together, we're just like, all right, what's up, man? And then, you know, you until you meet somebody in person, you don't really know. But when we met in person, we, like, we went out to, remember, Leo, we went to Jonathan's. And, like, oh, yeah. we were instantly, like, sharing food right away. Let me get a That's bite right. of that. Yeah, we're like, all right, we're going to be That's good. right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and, pick, you know, pick. Pitbull kicked me out the band because he, he was tired of listening to George Jones in the back of the bus. He's like, all right, <laughs> you need to get out of here now. That's enough. <laughs> yeah. No, but this is, if it wasn't for Pitt, I wouldn't be here. He's, he encouraged me to be an artist big time. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, it seems to be be working out well. And like you said, Leo, you were you know with Pitbull. You also did some stuff with Mary J. Blige. Andrew, you were just cutting your teeth songwriting, right, and having fun in Nashville. <laughs> yeah, man, I was in this uh... – half cover band in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> no, Andrew, Andrew's one of the best songwriters. He's a he's a great songwriter. Yeah, man. I, 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 I grew up trying to write songs since I was little, but I always tell people I honestly thought it was easier to write a song than learn a song. I was too lazy to learn one. So I just get on guitar and mess around. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I came out to Nashville hoping just to get a publishing deal and, and try to write some songs for other people. And then this whole thing worked out where me and Leo met and we jumped on board and grateful for the opportunity. Here we, here yeah. we go rocking and rolling now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And Leo, what was it like, you know, being on tour with Mary J. Blige, right, right pretty much uh, out of high school, right? Uh, with Mary J. I just, all I did was just, I played on a couple of her records, but I went on tour with Pitbull and Lauren Hill, mm -hmm. Lauren Hill right after high school. Yeah. That that was, I mean, that was a, a musical growth for me being around her, and, and of course Pitbull is like the business mind and just party music. I know how to engage with that crowd and you know make the crowd 
have a good time and make them feel good about spending their money on on a on a show. So trying to give them the best show they can have. You know, I learned that a lot being with Pitt big time. Yes, sir. Now, now, where does the name Neon Union come from? You didn't want to go with Leo and Andrew or Brooks and Millsaps? Right. Brooks and Saps. <laughs> we but thought we about were, that. We were throwing around. There was a bunch of ideas getting thrown around whenever we first started. And uh, I think somebody was like, the Union, and then somehow Neon Bros got thrown out. And they were like, hey, what about, like, Neon Union? Because we're like, it's the bar crowd, the blue-collar crowd, the party crowd. We're going to create a union. Like, everybody can join the union. Like, everybody mm-hmm. be part of the Neon Union. We always be like, you know, we say, show up, show your true colors, be who you are, and join the Neon Union, man. Mm-hmm. Like, but uh, we did we did use Neon Bros. That's our LLC. If we'd have been Neon Bros, we would have been stuck in the bro country category. And right. You know, we don't, you don't want to do that. Any, you can't get stuck in any categories anymore, man. Music, <laughs> music is genreless now. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and you know, you know, Leo, your background—you grew, you know, obviously you were playing with Pitbull and doing some other fun things. You grew up in Miami. Family's from Honduras, is that right? What what impact did that have on you? That that's that's where my love for country <laughs> music came from. Was I'm from uh, my family's from a little island called Rotan, so that island is big on reggae and classic country so since i was a kid my dad had he grew she grew me up with george jones merle haggard and all and now i know leo's not lying because i just got everybody's always like really george jones in honduras i just got back from a cruise we stopped in Roatan. my dad was talking to this girl who was like one of the servers at a bar she's like i love country music he's like who's your favorite she goes george jones Yeah, you see, yeah. <laughs> George Jones. For some reason, George Jones is the king yeah. on that island. He's the king. <laughs> uh, I, I I love it, and it, it's cool though to see that you, you know you had that country background, but also still kind of went into the the pop R and B world and and hip hop. Growing up in Miami, so, yeah, mm. I couldn't get away from it. <laughs> <laughs> And, yes, and Andrew, you, you grew up a little different, right? Uh, North Carolina, right? <laughs> yeah, North Carolina, man. Like, I grew up basically 10 minutes from Virginia, 10 or 15 minutes from Virginia, right below uh, and uh, northwest, so like kind of an hour east of Boone, so like right in the foothills, right below the mountains. And he's still hood, he's still way hood, more hood than me. <laughs> he was a rapper back in the day. <laughs> yeah, there's still some hood out there, trust me. He's just a different kind of hood. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and correct me if I'm wrong too, Andrew. You went to Nashville early for school, and then ended up at a few other schools, and, and yeah, finished was, at, at North did, Carolina State. Yeah, I did four <laughs> colleges in five years. So I played football for a year at Guilford College, and um, nice. kind of got injured, and I was like, all right, done with football. So I transferred to Belmont, thinking I would, you know, be in Nashville, start a start a band, do something like that, write some songs. And then I was like, why am I paying to go to Belmont for a music business degree that's not going to help me? If I'm if I'm going to do music, I'm either going to be a songwriter or an artist. I'm, You know, that was my original thought. So I'm like, let me go do a fallback plan just in case. <laughs> Tried to get into NC State twice and didn't, but I did on the third try after I got my grades up a little bit. Nice. And uh, 
finished up there with a supply chain management degree that I never used. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one day you will though. Yeah, but I am pretty oh, good yeah. at reading contracts and stuff. Oh yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that comes in handy in uh, in the music business, from what I've been told. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Even though I'm we good know. At reading them too, I didn't read them read some good enough already. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> we know it way too well. <laughs> I was gonna say that's a story for a different day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that's a story now, for a couple more drinks. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see by the end if we can get that story out of out of y'all. Uh, <laughs> then, then I might not ever be allowed to have you guys back on. <laughs> right. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe in a couple years. <laughs> Now, did both of you get into music at a pretty young age? I yeah. did. I did too, yeah. Yeah, I can remember trying to create songs. I, my mom laughed one time, and she I think she still has it somewhere, but I, I wrote down I Love to Fish like six times on a piece of paper and told my mom I'd written a song, and she was like, that's pretty good, but you got to do a little better than that. I was probably six or seven, something like that. <laughs> it's like... Mm. I don't know why I just started at a very young age. My mind just ticking all the time. But yeah, I started playing guitar like at four, and then I wrote my first song at, at eleven. Yeah, eleven years old. Yeah. So I, I mean, knew was, elementary. That's what I wanted to do. That, that was what I was going to ask. I mean, was there any doubt that either of you was were going into music somehow, some way? Oh, for me, I was like, I'm going to do. It. I mean, I, I always like kind of set myself up i was a realist kind of and almost too much of a realist because i guess it just delayed my time right all i did was go drink and party and get a four-year degree for five years but uh it didn't <laughs> i i did i did learn how to play in front of people in college too that was kind of my weekend job but uh i knew i knew from the very start you know i had even told my friends like and i'm i still mean this to this day no matter what but i told my friends i'm like hey I'm retiring at 60 years old because I'll move down to the beach and I'll be the cover band guy three days a week now. I'll there you go. I'll <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Actually, oh, car, right? Living, living, hey, hey, there you go. Yeah. Living like Jimmy Buffett, baby. The old Sam's Club special, y'all. Carcaster. <laughs> I love it. And, and Leo, you play bass, right? Uh-huh. You got into bass. that at an early age. Yeah. I, I don't feel like everyone that. does that. I, yeah, I got into that like at, i say 15 years old, 15, 16. Yeah. Any particular reason? Because like I said, I don't feel like that's what everyone goes to right off the bat. <laughs> I feel like they all want to be, be the other the, the lead guitarist sometimes. Exactly. You know? I was the lead guitarist and then the, the bass player left in the band and they're like, we need somebody to play bass on. And I said, okay, I'll do it. You know that story again of Neon Union, don't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> For a little while, me and Leo were both playing guitars up front. And uh, we had a bass player that couldn't make it to like four different rehearsals. And Leo's like, I'll just rehearse the band. And then we get there and he's just like, and I'm like, why do we have a bass player? <laughs> Leo's like, yeah, you're right. I'm going to start playing bass. <laughs> now, before we got it, before we got to the rehearsal, he's like, you know, you're going to play bass now for the next 20 years <laughs> with the band. <laughs> You're not going back to guitar. 
Well, I love too. I think I read somewhere where, like you guys said, you know, you're a duo, but you don't want one to be out in front of the other. You know, one doing all the singing or one kind of being the lead. You guys both, you know, are are equal parts in it. Yeah, absolutely. Always trading off verses and Mm -hmm. flipping harmonies and doing all kinds of stuff. I mean, and then one day, you know, we'll both just be running around like crazy with microphones. But right now, we have our respective responsibilities on stage since we can't afford to pay anybody else. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I have a jacket on right now in my house because the heater's off. Trying to keep that bill down, baby. It works. Trust me, it works. We do it here. Hey, I woke up. What was it? 62, it got down to. Oh, wow. I woke up, I had USDA stamped on my ass. (laughs) But that's how you have your apartment anyway. I know, yeah. Hey, same here, I'm I'm like, I can put on a hoodie, I can put on a a jacket, get under a blanket. I'm good. We keep our house at 62 in the winter. Our bill was not astronomical this past month. Oh, my gosh. Mine I was. Actually, I told I my wife. Have the, I swear to you, I have the air, air conditioning on right now. No way. <laughs> yeah, my wife saw this last bill. I told her. And now she's like, okay, leave it off. Yeah. <laughs> like, I told you. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, how, how did you guys handle the, the snow in Nashville? Were you out there playing in it, or were you guys staying inside, staying warm? I did one little day outside with the kids and the dogs playing around, and then I got I got stuck in the ice one day, and then yeah. um, I crashed both of my cars in my driveway because the ice slid and and like the back of the bumpers just hit and cracked both bumpers of my cars. Oh, yeah, oh, horrible. Yeah, I forgot you <laughs> said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh I, man. Uh, I I basically uh, I got out a little bit. I I've only got one car that's pretty much capable of driving in the snow right now and it's not the best ever so my 94 buick roadmaster is not going out in the snow man it's rear wheel drive <laughs> heavy <laughs> <man. He's> spinning. <laughs> yeah, I'll, oh, yeah. I'll be doing nothing but spinning now if you want to do some spinning we'll do it but oh <laughs> uh, now your, your y'all's latest single is uh this side of dirt uh, can you tell me a little bit about that song, how it came to be? Yeah, man, I, that was a uh, shout out to Kelly King at the label. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of found that song for us. First time me and Leo heard it, we were like, man, that's that sounds like a perfect oh, yeah. song to, to throw out to radio, and it's a feel-good song. You know, if you were going to spend one last day on Earth, spend it with somebody you love, and mm-hmm. every day alive is a great day. That's right. And that, that line in the beginning, that, that, that caught us in the beginning, that, Oh, yeah. That hooked me right there. As soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, that's different. That's different. We got to go with that one. It felt good. I was gonna, I was gonna say when when you guys are are trying to find you know because I know you guys kept you write and do do your own stuff, but when it's someone else's song, I'm guessing it still has to feel right for for y'all and feel like it's a, a neon union song, right? Yeah, that was a whole process in itself, man. Like. Yeah. <laughs> being a songwriter you know it's tough sometimes to like you feel like you're giving up a little piece of creativity to cut another song um i was very hard-headed at first i had to like open my mind to it i'd go into meetings with lay and be like they'd show a song like nope 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 <laughs> <laughs> 
I gotta be the I gotta be the good guy. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Me and Leo's oh, like good, good cop, bad cop. Leo's like, oh, it sounds pretty good, and I'm like, absolutely not, no way, not happening. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, I finally, I mean, I kind of came around to it, I guess. You know, learning that there's a lot of artists out there still to this day that write songs for other people, and then they still record songs that they didn't write. You know, and just kind of the way the business works. The best song wins if it fits you. It fits you, and um. You know, for this for this first uh, EP and record and the first two singles, we really put a lot of faith in our label. Um, there's a lot of experience there, so we're yeah. we're trusting in them. And then, you know, if it doesn't go well, then we pick all the songs. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, and uh, two chances. Also, and and you all put out a video for it uh, recently as as well. How much fun was it to make the video? Oh, that's always. Oh uh, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. We did that video. We did it in that warehouse, right? The paint. Yeah, it was like an actual <laughs> warehouse, man. Yeah. This is, one of the funniest things about that was me and Leo are wearing hard hats and vests, and I don't think anybody else in there had a piece of safety thing on them. Like they were just they did it. <laughs> and uh, a truck driver was backing in, and they were like, "Oh, the, a truck's here. Let's let's go get a shot of that. You know, that'll be good in the video." And I don't think I don't even know if they put it in the video, but there's an actual truck driver backing in, and I'm I'm guiding him in, and he's actually listening to me. And I'm like, "This guy is shooting a music video right now." But I, I I like guided him all the way to the dock, and he gets out and like tries to hand me the paperwork, and I'm like, "I don't work here, man. We're shooting a music video." <laughs> I'm guessing he, he was, was very confused. He was so confused. <laughs> he was so confused. <laughs> so now is acting in your future too? You know, uh, you know, after doing stuff like that, you guys gonna try acting now? Hey, I would if it love comes to that. We'll go for I've it. I always yeah. thought so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, anybody that's looking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. And like you said, you guys have released Double Wide uh, Castle Sessions EP last year. Where does the name for that come from? Oh, man. Yeah, that was from, uh, um, yeah, from the actual studio, which is called The Castle. Yeah, but then we were like, they were, we were talking about calling it like Castle Sessions or, you know, there was a couple things floating around. We, we wanted to incorporate because it was the way we cut it was all five songs in one day, pretty much live band style, right? Like, it wasn't a whole lot of, there was no really overdubbing or anything like that. Like, all the band just cut it at one time. And um, that was, so for it to be called the Castle Sessions was to represent the fact that it wasn't just a polished up studio version. It was a session that we went and did. Um, but we called it Double Wide because me and Leo are both wide, and Double Wide Castle sounds pretty, you know, pretty right <laughs> up our alley. It's right up our alley. Redneck Rich. Redneck right. Rich, man. Yeah. Uh, and and how cool was or how much fun and how just you know to get that out there? Like uh, I'm guessing that had to be just so cool and such a relief to put that out there and let people oh, see the work you guys have done exactly exactly and we can't wait to to give them even more music we got so much more music coming now too and yeah we're just gonna keep feeding them keep feeding them yeah and we got we got to do that whole project too with uh dan huff yes sir uh, which golly couldn't ask for a better producer right i mean yeah. we were lucky enough uh 
we met Dan because of Jay um, at the label. Jay DeMarcus from Rascal Flats runs the label, and Jay called in a favor from Dan. Hey, I got these guys. You know, I want you to meet with them. And Dan was basically like, "Whatever you need, Jay, I'll I'll cut a song or two for them." And after we did two songs with Dan, he he called the label back, said he wanted to be in the Neon Union business, and offered to do an EP for us and do like a. He even told us we kind of changed the way he thought about recording for that day. Mm -hmm. It was the most songs he ever cut in one day. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It was like a whole different side of Dan Huff, which is cool. Yeah. That's 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 going to be there forever. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty awesome. And, you know... You obviously, if you're you're you've made it this far in the conversation with us, you can tell these guys like to have a good time. Um, but you also have uh, you know uh, songs like American Dirt, where you show kind of a maybe a softer side side of y'all. How do you where does that come from, and how do you kind of balance that? You know, when you're putting out and picking songs. Well, yeah, we we wrote American Dirt with uh, Bob DePiro and Brandon Hood, um, and really like in the song where it says you know this is for middle of nowhere tall corn grows there that kind of represents me and then the first generation dreams in the making that represents leo Mm uh it's i mean it's it's about us you know where we come from who we both are and um it's funny because we wrote that song and, and and put it out and it's basically streamed just as good if not better than any of our other stuff and it's a heartfelt song that we feel you know, it, it relates to us more than anything else probably we've put out. So um, yeah, that's time. one of our favorites. Yes, sir. We're actually, we're actually just just like this is the first time we're going to even like tease this right now. But uh, Ooh. we're thinking about we're getting ready to do a little acoustic version of it, possibly with a video. And Leo is going to be playing upright bass. Yes, sir. Mm. And it, yeah, that's going to be a cool I vibe. love it. Did our, I love our it. Guitars will play some banjo on there. Andrew on guitar. It's gonna be a vibe. I love it. I love it. Well, because you know, you guys kind of bring a different sound Look at that. to, to one of everything. My friends, one of my friends just texted me saying, "American Dirt is such a great song." One of <laughs> it's spooky. <laughs> spooky. <laughs> and, you know, when you, when you guys are you know blending you know your two backgrounds together, you know, at the end of the day. A song is still a story that you're able to tell, but how did you guys kind of find the, the perfect blend for y'all when it comes to either writing or producing and kind of just finding your, you know, your lane? Well, we'll keep it simple. Pretty much Andrew comes with, with a lot of titles and lyrics and stuff, and I, I'm like the melody guy and arrangement. So when when our powers combine, we get a yeah. little song going. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm completely clueless when it comes to producing stuff and computer stuff but i'm always cranking down lyrics and leo's also i I like forget the melody halfway through writing a song sometimes and leo's like got it i mean we're not gonna miss it man it's right there uh and then we're we're lucky too to you know just really both of us are so kind of humble and open to anything that we've never had to argue or talk about anything it's like uh, i'll sing this part i'll sing this part all right cool well i was thinking i might want to sing that part all right you sing that part i mean it's just like we, yeah. we yeah. never even have to think about it really yeah. it's almost like as we're writing it or creating it or hear it we know oh you're gonna yeah. sing that and i'm gonna sing that 
Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, the the music has been great so far, and uh, and like you said, more new music coming. Is that what we're, we're oh, getting it, in twenty twenty four? It's only gonna get better. It's only gonna yeah. get better, baby. It's coming. We've got uh, well, another half of the record, full length record, was done by Dan Huff, and the other half, Jay DeMarcus, and me and Leo co-produced. And then we've got one track on there that Brandon Hood's producing. Um, lots of songs coming, man. And I think I don't want to I don't want to jump the gun, but I think within the next month or two, we're going to be releasing one of the songs and starting to get the album coming. Mm-hmm. And we don't have a name for it yet, but it'll come. Well, it'll, it'll come. come. I have a feeling you'll you'll think of something. You guys are a little too clever to to not come up with something. Uh... That, that's that, it right that there. Fits. It'll come. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, or write we'll write that song tomorrow, and that'll be the title. Yep. <laughs> or if you're going past experiences, you read the fine print better, things like that. You know. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. Always <laughs> read. The fine print. Yeah. Now, now Always is it true to? Uh, you know, obviously, Leo, with your connections to Pitbull, Pitbull, I think I read this too, where uh, you guys ha- had done some stuff with him, and even one of you got to do the the, the typical intro. Is that ever going to see the day? Yes, <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, we got we got the, the track with Pitbull coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's going to be Pitbull. Me on you, fit your Pitbull. Yep. Or it might be Pitbull featuring Neon Union. We don't really know. Exactly. Who's putting it out we don't yet. know yet. But, but the song is there. The song is there. Now, <laughs> now who did did he get to say Mister Three Hundred Five, or did one of you say Mister Three Hundred Five? Well, I, I, well, yeah. And I, I first I I had to correct myself because I got so excited and old school Pitbull. I said Mister Three Hundred Five, and then they made me change it to Mister Worldwide because he's Mister Worldwide now, man. Yeah. Yeah. Which he is, yeah. But yeah, I, I was like, you know, a, a country boy from Surrey County getting to say, "Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Worldwide." I mean, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I love yes, it. Sir. I love it. Now, I always like to ask this question to everyone because it's always interesting to see where they go, whether it's their song or maybe someone else's song. What's one of your favorite songs to perform live? I'll let you go Red- first, Leah. Redneck Rich is one of them. Yeah, Redneck Rich and All Right Where She Left Me. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not out yet, but... that's Yeah, that one's coming out soon, too. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, I do like playing American Dirt, too. Oh, and American Dirt, yeah. 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 So, are you just going to say every one of your songs now? Is oh, that where we're Pretty headed? much. You know what? Yeah. Inside of the Dirt, you know what? Not that time. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to get many cover songs at a Neon Union show. You might get yeah. three on a good day. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, what is a Neon Union show like with, with you two? Oh man, high energy. High energy. Hey, oh, yeah. I had to start working you. out, dude. I run out of breath. Too much, <laughs> much spinning around. All right. Yeah, we try to we try to keep that crowd up, and then every now and then we give them a little break with you know some heart, some heartfelt stuff. Yeah. But right I'm, now, I got fifteen foot of cable to get around with. But soon we'll be wireless. <laughs> what you, what you, what you constantly unplugged? Yeah, I do. Running around. <laughs> well, I was about ready to ask: Does he unplug or does he fall down? <laughs> a little bit of both. 
I almost fell down once. I did not fall, but I almost fell down once. And I hit my head on a I hit my head on a big big screen monitor one time. And uh, yeah, I did I did one show. We had a I told Lee I was like we got a big stage, man. I'm I'm excited to move around. He's like, hey, don't forget you only got 15 feet of cable. So we cranked out into the first song. It wasn't even three seconds in. I'd already jerked that cable. All yeah. <laughs> Leo, have you just gotten to the point where you like tape down like the box, the radius that he's allowed to be in? (laughs) That's what I need to start doing, actually. (laughs) Do not go any further than this. Yeah, yeah. At one point in time, man, uh, we had a guitarist, killer guy, John John Jimerson. He's he's playing with Larry Fleet now, slide guitar and steel and everything. And he had a wireless pack, and me and Leo didn't know. And he. You remember Leo? He went for a solo, and he runs out on the catwalk, and then me and Leo look at each other like, we want to do that too, but we're tied in, man. We can't go anywhere. He was going in. Yeah. He knew what he could do. Yeah. We're like, we want to get out there, but we can't go anywhere. I was going to say, are are you nervous, though, if you go, you know, wireless, that you're just going to be anywhere and everywhere? Oh, man, I don't know. I think I think one thing I will have to practice is getting back to the microphone on time because I won't know right. how far I can go. We're definitely not going to wear those headpieces. Yeah. <laughs> definitely not doing that. Be like the boy bands of of, right. of, of yesteryear and just, you know, break out some dance moves. Like, like Jay. <laughs> Like Jay Demarcus, <laughs> he had that microphone like that. So did he Garth, did. or he like did. Garth, man, the Garth mic. Oh, oh man! I, I thought when you said headpiece, Leo, I thought you meant like 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 servers at a restaurant, so you could go like Andrew, get back to the microphone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Leo's going to have a bouncer on stage to just kind of push you back where you need to go. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Uh, Now, anything else folks can expect from you in 2024? Obviously, we've we've teased you got some music for sure coming, uh, a lot of good stuff. But, you know, I'm guessing maybe some tour dates, getting to play, things like that. We have a few dates there. We have a few festivals to do them, too, and... They're gonna be. They're gonna. They're gonna start putting it up on the website soon. Yeah, we're getting. We're slowly getting everything together now. We always say, just find a show and come check us out, man. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of influence from social media and things like that, but there's also a lot of smoke and mirrors with social media, and we goof off a lot and stuff. And we always say, hey, come to a show and you know take the music seriously. That's what we want people to to really do. We we like yeah. to have a good time and goof off, but we're really serious about our songs and our and our shows, and, and we're going to put on a show every time and have a good time. That's right. Yes, sir. Well, and I was going to say, clearly, you know, like you said, there's not going to be a, a bunch of covers. It's going to be Neon Union songs. And, and also, you know, when you're out playing, like you touched on it, one of your favorite songs is one that hasn't been put out. How fun is it to kind of play those songs, kind of get some feedback or just see how the audience is reacting? Oh yeah, man! Like, we we deal with a lot of people not really knowing who we are when we come on stage right now. You know, we yeah. we're at that stage in our career where 
some fans show up for us, and then there's fans there to see somebody maybe that we're opening for, mm-hmm. and they're getting their first introduction to Neon Union. So uh, we give them everything we've got, and we like to show them who we are. Um, and and a lot of times, you know, throwing a bunch of cover songs in there kind of just drowns drowns it out to where people just hear the same old stuff. And so getting to play new music for people that is not out yet is awesome too, because you get. You're literally running your own test yeah, right there. Exactly. You get the truth right there. Yeah. Yeah. We go back. We'll go back after playing a song. Like, that song just didn't really resonate well. You yeah. Know, after four yeah. or five shows, and we'll take it out of the set list. And then yeah. one song we might be like, that song right there is, that's going to be a good one. I mean, we've decided yeah. on songs that are going to be on the album or not on the album based off playing them live. So. Yeah. Yep. I was going to say, it's a special experience, right? Yep. Sir. And, you know, when when it comes to, to all of this, you know, uh, when people do get to see it, is there a certain song that you like to either kick it off with or finish off every night that's just kind of fitting to give them that Neon Union experience? Well, we, we always oh. end with about damn time. Yeah. We like Sorry. to, it's, it's rowdy, so we like to. We like to start like, rowdy and rowdy. Yeah, we start rowdy and end rowdy. We give them a little yeah. break there in the middle. Yeah, like we we want to leave them with a holy crap! Did that? Did those guys just rock out that hard taste right. in their mouth whenever we finish? Yes, sir. I usually I break that. a pick on the last song, or string <laughs> or something. I always break strings. Every almost every show. Yeah. <laughs> you you got to calm yourself, Andrew. You got to calm yourself. <laughs> I don't think I actually know how to play the guitar correctly. I think that's... <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Andrew, Leo, this has been a blast. And, folks, if you haven't, I highly recommend Neon Union because I kid you not, when they, they were like, hey, what about these two guys? I was like, uh, yes, please, because I have, I've listened to y'all for a good while, and uh, awesome. I love what you guys are doing. So, uh, cheers. Cheers, cheers man. Hey, thanks, thanks for, for having, having us. us. Yeah. We appreciate Absolutely. You. Yes, sir. I'm going to get my last sip. Find more from Hops and Spirits at hopspirits.com. Thanks, everybody. Bye.